Bring up the holy hand grenade. Yes, of course. And the Lord did grin. Hello, welcome to the Holy Hand Grenade podcast. I am your co-host, Jared Olinger, and with me is Doug Watson. He is the host. And uh, we just want to talk a little bit tonight, this morning, middle of the day, whatever time you're listening to this podcast about um, what we want to, why we're doing it, what we hope to accomplish, what it will be like. Um, currently, we're just two guys with a microphone and dreams in our hearts. So, but so far, we have accomplished a lot by having a show come on in the morning and in the afternoon and in the evening at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we're breaking ground here. Nothing, right. nothing will stop us now. Right on the first edition on the for, on the inaugural edition of our podcast. So having said that, I'm going to let Doug, the actual host, take it away and give us the rundown for this evening, morning, middle of the day. Well, yeah. Uh, so we, like we talked about, it's Holy Hand Grenade, uh, which was a carefully chosen name, uh, which, you know, for me just really spoke to the fact that we are supposed to lift up holy hands in an explosion of faith. Right. It could be none more carefully chosen than how we chose it. Right. <laughs> Which I think... But that's a, but that's a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. We'll get to the name at the end of the podcast. We'll, we'll, that was a good tease there. Right. And, and we'll kind of... Of course, we'll, not the real def- definition. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll expound on that later. So I guess first it makes sense to kind of talk about why we're doing this in the first place. Because, uh, Jared, when you had come to me, um, you know, talking about it, it's something I had kind of kicked around the back of my mind here and there, but never really seriously and everything. And when you came to me with the idea and everything, um, you know, I was definitely on board. And um, I think we had similar right. visions, but we're also going to be bringing different things to the table. So, like, for yeah. me, it was, first of all, I mean, you know, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, right. You know, just sit and, and talk about not only deep stuff, but also just ridiculous stuff and just have fun. With minimal accountability. Right. But I also felt like uh, there were two things in particular that it gave us a chance to do, which was, one, address uh, a lot of the barrage of stuff that Christians in, in our particular context are dealing with. I mean, there's a lot of things shifting and changing uh, with our culture. And it gives us a chance to kind of explore those issues and, and talk about them and maybe help some people here and there kind of think about it and navigate it, maybe think about it in new ways and, and things like that of how we can honor God in the midst of all the really just chaos of our culture. Um, and, and secondly, to address questions and uh, issues that I just don't hear in the church very much. I mean, I've grown up in the church from my earliest memories. And there are just certain issues, uh, for example, gluttony or, uh, depression or, uh, you know, self pleasure, you know, the or masturbation, if you'll excuse the word, uh, you know, basically just topics that a lot of Christianity is afraid to talk about. You should have said, you should have said earmuffs first. Earmuffs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, and, you know, in the future, if we talk about more adult topics, we'll give a disclaimer at the beginning of the uh, podcast for younger listeners and everything. But uh, currently, since there are no listeners, we don't have that problem. Right. We have reached our, our age target. <laughs> you and I. <laughs> right. For you. What, what was it for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, the... When I when I came to you about doing a podcast, um, I'm glad to hear you say what you said because I think that you will help bring you will help um, keep some of those sort of unique perspective on really biblical topics or things going on in our culture that we should examine and think about biblically. Whereas what I wanted to do, and I think I will do from time to time, or we will do. Um, I just kind of, you know, I listen to the news and and I read various websites and watch different TV shows or whatever, and it feels like the world has a pass to just think and say and do ridiculous things, um, seemingly with, with almost no thought or cohesive worldview in place as to why they come to the conclusions that they come to and project them onto other people. Mm. And I just kind of felt like it was time for the Christians to have a voice to be able to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to just take things that the world does and says or whatever and just say ridiculous things about them <laughs> and uh, and just just pretend like I'm right just because I'm the one saying it. And <laughs> fight uh, chaos with chaos, fight chaos <laughs> with chaos, you know, Um and so I think you'll help to kind of bring uh, bring us back to something that's maybe more useful than that. Um, but I'm I'm also a fan of, you know, I'm also a fan of 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 entertainment or just thought provoking conversations. Uh, whether you call it art or not, whether you call it Christian or not, like like one of our subtitle ideas, sometimes deep, sometimes random, sometimes Christian, or just sometimes Christian, or, uh, we had a bunch of different subtitles, but, um, you know, I'm a fan of doing those things in a way that people want to listen to, that they get some kind of benefit from it, um, and let them discern and decide if it's, if it's something that's worth, you know, keeping Mm -hmm. in their life or not. So, uh, I want to just kind of put that out there for people to consume or not. Well, and I know, uh, you know, because we've known each other for 12 years, I want to say, now. Um, you know, uh, us being um, close friends and everything, we've had a lot of conversations, both serious and ridiculous and everything, and they've been extremely beneficial to me. And uh, we kind of, you know, are both passionate about God and, and thinking through things and everything, but we come at them from different angles and everything. And so it was very the idea was very intriguing to kind of take – you know, in a way, just take some of those conversations and put them out there for, you know, see right. if they could benefit other people. And, yeah, and be, and just kind of, just be ourselves. Be unplugged. We don't have to be polished. We don't have to be scripted. Not that those things are bad. Um, but I, I'm a normal dude. And speaking of that, I should probably go a little bit into who I am, my situation, so that mm-hmm. people can, can understand what perspective we're coming from. But I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, I'm just, I'm a normal guy. Um, doing my best to follow Christ. Some seasons of life feels like I'm doing great. Probably would tell myself, man, doing great. Jesus, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, other seasons of life, I, I feel terrible. You know, I feel like crap. Um, and, uh, and in great need. And that's probably God's grace 
to me to keep me humble and make me rely on him. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not interested in, in just kind of putting out a persona, but rather just let's have those conversations just like we would if it were you and I sitting around like we've done numerous times, mm. um, maybe with a little bit more of a filter, uh, <laughs> a little bit, and, uh, you know, and, and just kind of let people see, put you know, bring a, bring a peek behind the curtain, so to speak. Mm. Bring the veil back a little bit. So having said that, uh, I do want to kind of formally introduce myself. Jer- My name is Jared Olinger. I'm an elder at Unity Baptist Church in Millington, Tennessee. Uh, I am not speaking formally on behalf of the elders of our church. Other elders, if you listen to this, uh, first of all, you know probably don't listen to it. If you do listen to it, I apologize. I'm very sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> we are so sorry. Uh, and and if you need to bring me under formal church discipline, I totally understand. Uh, just give me a heads up so I know that it's coming. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I'm I'm, an, I'm a I'm a what you would call maybe some people would call a lay elder. There, I'm not paid by the church. I dedicate as much time to it as I can during the week. It's several hours. The church is always on my mind. The people are always on my mind. I do my best to pray for them every day, um, which means it's more like every other day or, uh, you know, two times a week or something like that. Or it's uh, for five seconds when I think of the person and then five seconds later in the day when I think of another person. Um, But I, I do the best that I can with that. And so... But I, I have a job. I have a I have a full time job where I work in uh, industrial sanitation industry, and and I'm a family man. I've got three kids. Uh, I, I grew up enjoying sports, so I'm just you know I'm I'm just kind of an everyday guy that by God's grace Jesus saved me, and um, I'm doing my best to serve Him in the context that He's put me in. And, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's kind of where I come from, um, just from a life perspective and, and where I'm at right now. Yeah. Uh, what about well, you, Dougals? Yeah. Oh, uh, my name is Doug Watson. Um, I am not an elder. I am merely a lay person. Um, I guess, I guess I do worship leading, uh, but I don't know if that really counts. Uh, the... I am a project manager slash director of marketing um, for a company uh, here in town uh, do, that does workforce development. I'm also the executive director of a nonprofit called Ethos Project, and still more, you know, workforce development stuff and everything. And so I'm a that town know. being Memphis. Oh yes, yeah, yeah that's, Memphis, Tennessee, where the pyramids originated. Right, right, which are now Bass Pros. Yeah, uh, all of them. The Bass Pro Pyramids. <laughs> right. Uh, a great flying fish dropped that pyramid from the sky in order to give us things to catch fish better. Yeah, it's verified. Yeah, there's a big sign on there. There's a big fish on there. Is there a fish on there? On the new symbol? Yes. On the pyramid? Okay. Yes, I don't right. think it would be. Without like a bass pro without a fish, some yeah. bass. It's been a while Somewhere. since I drove by it. Right, and so, but but that being the truth, it was only inevitable that 
the pyramid in Memphis would become a Bass Pro. It's only been, you know, a matter of time before that happened. That's right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so I'm basically just kind of a business person, and uh, I, I guess you could call me, and, um, you know, so I'm not formally employed or involved in, in church, uh, just attend. Uh, same church he is uh, an elder for. And um, I also do run a website called RestlessChurch.net where I'm kind of exploring and wrestling with topics, especially regarding the church in our kind of Western context. And uh, just really wrestling with things, you know, because I grew up in the church from my earliest memories and everything and just kind of exploring what God has, I believe, showed me over the years and just, uh, you know, just kind of exploring this growing feeling of, uh, of us kind of having missed a lot of what God had in mind for the church and what that means and all the million ways it could possibly work out and everything. And um, so when, when you say run a website, what you really mean is you have a blog. Is that right? Right. Poorly maintained. <laughs> it's like a glorified, poorly maintained blog. Right. Called Restless Truth. Gotcha. Right. Which, Just so no one is led astray. But it does have a logo. Which makes nice. it legit. That does make it legit. <laughs> I never had a logo on my blog. And good photography and, and everything that I didn't take. Yeah, I was going to say, what, you ripped that off of... Uh, but I selected them well. Yeah. <laughs> Well-selected photography. Well-curated well photography mm. so as to capture the correct emotion of the blog in question. Gotcha. So, um, so let, let, the, let the listener understand. Right. Um, and, yeah, so the uh, format, roughly, I mean, this will probably change uh, as we go and as, you know, you good people, person, anybody who's listening, uh, make suggestions or whatever. But we'll probably talk about news and cover, uh, you know, a few news stories every episode and kind of explore those. Um you know, just general topics of interest. Uh, we'll we'll probably have an awesome of the week where we bring just something one of us thought was awesome. Yeah, it could be a gadget, could be a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody did something that was amazing. Uh, you know, just whatever. Could be could be a picture that we link to on the twit, on the the yes, or or the the tum, <laughs> the tum, <laughs> the the tumble. Okay, I was like, what is the, the tumbler? Got it. Got the it. face. The face. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll also have every, uh, probably every time we'll have a, a little bit deeper spiritual topic that we'll explore. Um, for example, like we talked about earlier, like forgotten sins, you know, things that we just don't uh, talk about a whole lot. Um, we will also be taking questions uh, and probably address questions from readers and things like that. And we'll also have guests and do interviews uh, with a section uh, called the Irrational Inquisition, uh, which this will just stay a teaser for now. I think yeah. we should keep it a mystery as to what the Irrational Inquisition is. Yeah, a.k.a. originally originally the project was t- entitled The People's Gauntlet. Right. But the official the official. Title, well, now you've given everything away. Well, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Just like when a movie is originally called something, or a project is originally called something that really has nothing to do with what it's actually about, 
the so, people's gauntlet. Wait, wait, wait. So there's not going to be actual gauntlets involved? No gauntlets. No <laughs> infinity stones. Well, see, I don't even know what this is about now. So There's barely even people. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I- Irrational Inquisition. Um, yeah, anything else that we have for the format? Just kind of, And I should say by news, when Doug says there will be news, um, some of it may be news that you've heard of. Doug has this thing, though, this like fascination with finding stories and things that normal people don't read. Or find, I don't know how he does it, uh, but it's it's pretty astounding. It's possibly a spiritual gift, um, and and it's it's great because it's it's great conversation pieces. It's stuff actually going on in the world, but uh, just not not the main headlines, not the stuff normally reported on, so to speak. Right. Uh, so, well, I guess uh, the next uh, session. Uh, just to kind of get things going, get some conversation going, and everything, and let you guys get a chance to know us. We're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna play a game of question ping pong, and just toss questions at each other, and uh, we will both answer the questions. Um, but Jared, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'm gonna call it question pong. Question. Question pong. That's right. So, Doug. Um, and you are not allowed to ask this back to me. What is your favorite form of entertainment? Books. Books. Comic books? books? Uh, Encyclopedia books? Oh, yes. Well, just the dictionary. I just said, And the thesaurus, man. That was, that was my favorite sequel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they never made a trilogy. Well, you know, I'm they, hoping. The anti... What's I'm that? hoping for an antinary. Antinary, you know, that's right. Of antonyms. <laughs> that would be epic. To everything. Right. That would be epic. <laughs> uh, so and I want to see what, what what they list in the antinary for opposite. What is the opposite <laughs> of opposite? I don't even know. That's why I need this book. That's why I need this <laughs> So yeah, so when you so for real, fiction, nonfiction, yeah, uh, theology, what kind of books? I grew up on fiction, like from my earliest ages. I mean, my my dad read The Hobbit and C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia, and and uh, older books like David Eddings, The Belgariad, uh, Wizard of Earthsea, and uh, just a whole bunch of kind of fantasy type stuff. So I kind of grew up on that and have an attachment for that. And uh, did that influence your dream to be a rock musician at one point the whole fantasy fiction oh yeah thing. so it was a clear like after reading the hobbit it was clear that i was like i, I need to be a rock star you're destined for greatness and I, yeah well i mean you, you could know. be lord of the strings right <laughs> <laughs> lord of the strings right yeah and melt people's faces off just like the volcano does <laughs> the two speaker towers yeah <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow, this is huge. Yeah, we're getting into some deep psychological, you know, strongholds in your life here. Return of the Rocking. That was was bad. Okay, continue. (laughs) So start out fiction. Uh, So even to this day, I read a lot, you know, of books. I mean, that that does include other kinds of fiction, just kind of literary fiction, and and, um, that also includes spiritual books. I do um, read a lot of those. Um, And 
Yeah. Okay. You know, like, I mean, one of my favorite things to do in life, and, and even as a kid, I would go to the library and just basically wander around until I found something that looked interesting, pick up, read it a little bit, and then check it out. I, Did you say wonder or wander? Wander. Okay. Because that, that's kind of a cool image. I'm, I'm just wandering around. You know, just, <laughs> just, la, la, la. just thinking around. <laughs> yeah, just, just thinking around. So, even to this day, I love going to Barnes and Noble though, and just like yeah. walking around until I find something new yeah. and interesting, and then you know I found some really good stuff that way. So yeah, one time I one time I was really embarrassed though because I was I was wandering around. And I and I found myself wandering into an aisle that I did not want to be associated with at Barnes and Noble, and so I immediately looked around to see if anyone saw me, and then mm. and then it fled to another aisle. Uh, yeah, they don't. They it's don't almost really... as embarrassing as asking where the self help section is. Yeah, yeah. They don't put up any <laughs> warning signs, you know. Danger. Uh, anyway, yeah. So sub question to my question, and then we'll get to your question. Um, what, uh, what form of books then, or, or, uh, literature do you not enjoy? Not Because you said a bunch that you like, including the great trilogy of, or the, or the yet to be trilogy. Right. Of Dictionary, Thesaurus, <sighs> and Antonary. I'd probably, I mean, mostly it's like the, I don't know, like art and photography and crafts and self-help and building and all that kind of stuff. I don't really get into any of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. I mean, I've read a lot of other, I mean, I also read business books and everything um, because I kind of have to. Um, Those are the ones that come to mind. I just don't even go to those sections. Gotcha. Um, You know, I mean, how many recipe books do you really need? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Especially when you don't cook. (laughs) <laughs> the, the answer is one more right I'm like man I, I you know frozen pizza I'm good to go so <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> alright so your first question for me alright um, how long would you survive in the wilderness stranded in the wilderness am I naked uh, that's optional okay we're gonna go with I'm clothed okay is it like on? It's the important o- if you're alone in the wilderness to be clothed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it like on the Office where Michael Scott sent himself into the wilderness <laughs> with his <What>? office clothes <laughs> and? Uh, I well, I may or may not be creeping, you know, out just out of sight, like Dwight. Right to save me. Would you like? Do I have a pocket knife? Do I have? You know, what what do I have? I'm stranded, mm. but surely I have something. I'll give you a, a Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army knife. And, uh, you know, maybe a couple packages of crackers for salt. Okay. That's, and then your clothes on your back, whatever you're wearing right now. Yeah, so given that information, um, I would probably last a whole two minutes longer than I would last had I not had that stuff. (laughs) Mostly Um, because you get distracted thinking that you could use the pocket knife to survive. If only. If only. Man, I don't know what to do with this. It doesn't cut down a tree. (laughs) You have to kill an animal before you can even skin it. Um, <laughs> Good luck throwing a pocket knife. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with um, I would survive for about as long as, as you can survive with drinking lots of water and not eating any food with the caveat that 
no wild animals attack me. Hmm. And at the point at which they attack me, then I, I also probably die. So not very long, mm. given the circumstances that you gave me. Not very long at all. Mm. Would you rather be attacked by a bear or a, a hive of bees? Definitely a bear. Yeah. 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 Obvious answer. Obvious answer. <laughs> if you're going to go out, you know, you don't want to be like the wuss who got killed by insects. You know, if the bear kills me, then at least everyone else looks on it and says, that's totally understandable. I mean, he got attacked by a bear. There's there's no there's no survival expectation after that. But if it's some bees, they're like, why don't you just jump in some water or, you know, mm. not be dumb. And yeah. so anyway, yeah, I would go with the bear. Yeah. I'd sense. go with the bear. Makes sense. Uh I'm, I got another. I got another non-serious. Well, no, this is serious. But uh, n- anyway, I'll just ask it, and then I'll get to like a, actually a good question here at the end. What is your favorite vice? So you vice. said your favorite form of entertainment. What's your favorite vice? Hmm. I. That's a good question. Uh, I, I'd probably. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it crank? You know, is it? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I pretty much hate anything that affects my mind. Um, that being said, though, I do enjoy alcohol um, occasionally. Uh, I've never been drunk. I've never actually even felt the effects of it. But I, I actually do like uh, certain kinds of alcohol and everything and, and enjoy that. And I'll admit I, I enjoy the occasional cigar, too, basically stuff that you don't have to inhale. You know, um, uh, we're talking like one or two a year. But, you know, it's partially f- can't afford it, partially because my wife is deathly allergic to cigarette smoke of any kind or, nice. you know, smokable stuff. Um, partially be- because you want to keep your religion. Right. Well, yeah. yeah if, you I say, wanna... if you say things that we don't inhale in only a couple of years, <laughs> I mean, then it's like, it's like we were celebrating something. Like someone had a child, and so you can justify smoking a cigar at that point. Right. Well, I'm obviously not a good person if I... Right, God is not looking at me with favor if right. I if I drink. If you yeah, if you took some plants, <laughs> leaves from plants, and you set them on fire, and then you not inhaled but puffed the smoke from that fire of those Just leaves, walked by the fire and inhaled. into your mouth, <laughs> right? That's a sin. That's clearly a sin. So, oh, yeah. yeah, as outlined, like, everywhere in the Bible. So, <laughs> yeah, so we have to give those caveats to make sure people know that we're, <laughs> that we are Christian. These are topics we'll have to cover later episodes. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so then you'd say alcohol, you enjoy alcohol. Probably. Probably, yeah. Probably that, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your next question for me? Are we are, are we just gonna go back and forth? Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, unless you you know whatever, whatever, man, I'm game. Well, you answer it then. What's your favorite advice? Um, I would answer. Yeah, I would say mine is uh, mine is tobacco pipe, mm. and that is not once or twice a year. That is like an everyday thing, man. <laughs> I am hitting that thing up when I roll to work, when I come home. Mm. Um, I steal tobacco from other people with their consent. 
Um, raid tobacco fields. I raid just... tobacco fields. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just go through there with open hands and just shoving those leaves with in my scythe, pockets. swinging back and yeah. forth and just stuffing it into a huge sack. Yeah. So uh, so I love smoking a pipe. Um, I love the aroma of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would totally be into smoking pipes if it wasn't so much work. It's like, yeah. oh, let me light it again, then take a puff, then light it again, and then take a puff, and then light it again. Well, see, yeah, I've, I've become quite the expert. And, man, I can just, I can just, billows of smoke could just, just keep coming out. You know, I maybe have to, on a, on a 35, 40-minute drive, um, I'll, I'll normally smoke two pipes, and I maybe would have to uh, relight them once a piece. Mm. Um, wow. And so yes, I am skill. I am, skill. yeah. It, it, be envious. <laughs> I mean, be jealous. And and does that mean that I am refilling my pipe while I drive with my left knee, and kind of vaguely pay attention to the road? Yes. Hmm. Um, am I supposed to be a safety director? <laughs> yes. Again, the answer is yes. Uh, do as OSHA says, not as I do. So. <laughs> That's that's my phrase. Yeah, you just say I don't make the rules; I just enforce them. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on other people. That's right. Okay, name a talent that the people around you probably don't know that you have. Mm. Just the average person, you know, like your average group. Gotcha. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot. So uh, this is a lot of secret, <laughs> a trove, <laughs> a trove, like a buried treasure I mean, full of talents. I look like a dude that can do nothing. Okay, I look like a paper pushing desk junkie. Okay, in reality, I've got serious rap skills. I mean, just, just otherworldly. I can beatbox with the best of them. Mm. Uh, Justin mm. Timberlake has nothing on me. Mm. I don't know if he has anything on real beatboxers, but that's besides the point. Um, and and I can ball. I mean, I can straight up ball. Uh, now, define was, ball. Are you talking about like a, you know playing a sport involving a ball, or are you talking about like bouncing along on hydraulics with like chrome wheels and you know <laughs> leaning back all the way and everything like that kind of balling? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hi. Are you a baller? Like what, I what? don't even know what the second thing is that you said. So we're going to eliminate that one. Uh, I mean, you know, I can play some basketball. And, and by that, I mean I can play basketball better than the average white guy who looks like me. Mm. So you would be shocked at how well I play, although not shocked that I've never been paid to play basketball. So uh, as the guys, as, as the two young whippersnappers at the, uh, at the gym this morning figured out when they took on old white dude and uh, old black dude, and they were young white dude and young black dude, mm. uh, they, it, was, it was a close game that first game. They beat us. That second game, man, we smoked them. They didn't know what was coming. It was like we were like a fine wine. So we got like, better You were like time. hustling them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how because we were breathing really hard that second game. <laughs> Um, I hope you rained down cliches like I guess white men can't jump or can jump. Yeah, it was more like I guess white men can't jump because I, <laughs> I still didn't jump really, uh, which almost makes it worse. Like I didn't even jump, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, so yeah, those those would be the things I think um, that just initially come to my mind. But again, a treasure trove. You know, yeah. the the longer you get to know us through this podcast, the more amazed you will most likely be mm. at um, at my arrogance. No, <laughs> <laughs> at my treasure trove of awesome. All right. Uh, so, you know what? I like that question. So let, let me reverse, let me flip that one mm-hmm. back to you. Let me do a flip the script. Like, see, that was some of that beatboxing yeah. coming in there and just kind of. I probably have some because I, I, like, I've never mastered the art of just like talking about yourself a lot. You know, it's like, there's a lot about me that I just don't share a whole lot of. Right. Yeah. Uh, I practice that every night talking about myself. Like the people I work with probably don't even know that I spent a lot of my life pursuing music. And yeah. so they wouldn't even know I like music at all. In fact, I've had some of my employees, when they find out I listen to like modern music, they're like, oh, I just thought you like jazz or something like that because you're a manager. And all, you know. <laughs> like, Man- <laughs> Note to managers out there, right. if you're not listening to jazz, right. you're not putting off the proper management um, yeah. image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz or classical. You know, right. You can, you can get away with that, yeah. Uh, Jazzical. You know, probably the biggest would probably be writing. I don't think a lot of people know right. how much I enjoy or um, spend time on writing. In fact, I'm working on a book that I'm trying to get finished by the end of the year uh, and trying to hope, you know, trying to get an agent and get published and that sort of thing. Well, you know, you can always self-publish. Yeah. And then we can say that you're published. Right. Then yeah. we can, we, when we introduce you, we can call you author Doug Watson <laughs> for the podcast. Sometimes best-selling author. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest. Uh, you know, I, I can rap, memorize stuff really well. In fact, I, I've got some that are really fast that I can rap. And, nice. And like do. like Nicki Minaj? Uh, no, faster. Like, like Busta Rhymes. Like, for example, yeah. Like, Break your neck. Yeah, like there, I remember. I remember as a as a vocal exercise, I memorized a, a rap um, by a guy named Dwayne Triumph, and he's more like Twista. You know, uh, he's like, yeah, I know Dwayne. Super, yeah. Me and Dwayne go way back. <laughs> we go way back, right? From all your time spent in England. Yeah, in the <laughs> yeah in the rap scene, right? In England, um, you know. So uh, I mean, I suppose that counts. You know, Smeagol impression. Yeah, you're. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when people see you, they don't think that is a Smeagol impressionist, right? Yes, yeah. but they but they would be wrong for not thinking that, right? Because you do a really good Smeagol, right? I mean, I should put it on my resume. Yeah, and we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for a future podcast. That's a little tease. You have to download a future podcast to hear the Smeags, the Smeags on the radio, right? Of course, I mean, to be fair, too, a lot of people don't even know what I do for work. So it's like they don't have any idea that I know anything about business strategy or marketing or, right. you know, graphic design or anything like that. It's like they just because my job's so hard to explain most of the time. And yeah. so honestly, I feel like I'm divided. It's like there are people who know this about me and then people who know that about me. And then it's like very few people know the picture. In you, you are a man divided. I am. I just, you know. And a genius unto yourself. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, next question. Um, so it's my turn to ask the question? Yes. Okay, yeah. 
So going a little serious here, what is the highest desire you have for the church? And you can, um, yeah, let me say that again. The highest desire you have for the church. And by church, it can be uh, the American church, the global church, whatever, however you want to define that. But define your terms and then tell us what desire you have for mm-hmm. said church. Um, well, as you know, that's kind of a big question for me because of the the website and, and everything is just this is kind of a topic I'm really spending some time exploring and thinking about a lot um, and I, I would probably define it just for the sake of this um, the big, basically the biggest thing in my heart has to do with the western church particularly America I'm not as familiar with the rest of the country so but I, I know a lot of the west like maybe Canada or Europe or whatever is similar but let's just let's just stick with the West, primarily America. And I suppose the the best way or most succinct way I would put it is, I deeply desire for them to focus on God and let what the Bible prescribes and describes guide how a church works and how Christians are supposed to live and work, rather than really anything uh really you know all the other things that kind of come along and and we make really important that could include tradition i'm not saying all tradition is bad or unbeneficial um but that it it basically i just wish we would start with the bible and hold everything else extremely loosely and basically not try to elevate it as extremely valuable and and die on these hills that are that god didn't say to die on does that make sense yeah and you know so, so you're, just, you are against um tv screens in church you're on record <laughs> as as saying that is that what i'm hearing no, you're <laughs> no a, but that's a good example okay because some people will die on that hill some people will say we cannot have tv screens we should not be focused on modern media and things like that and then you have another camp that will say we have to be you know have tv screens we have to have animations and cool powerpoints and cool this and that you ever stay relevant and or things just, like that or just that and, they're useful right and you know to look at the words and whatever well and I, but my you know it's like you can take the extremities both ways and both be wrong because at the end of the day i would have the church be of the kind of heart that's like okay if it's there great if it's not you know let, great greater right well let's worship in a field who cares because we're here for god like mm-hmm. let's worship in a basement if that's the place we can meet and that's that's where we all decide to meet i mean ultimately i would have the heart be there are no, just there for god you know there really aren't any basements in memphis Yes, well, that would hinder. That would hinder Memphians. worshiping in a, worshiping in a basement, <laughs> a trailer. Let's worship in a trailer, in a trailer, an abandoned yeah. warehouse. I, yeah, you know, I, I don't really care. It's like, uh, uh, but that's 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 just one example. Is like my heart is for the church to to live and gather just for God and not be so worried about everything else and and just gotcha. focus on that. That's good. Mm-hmm. You. Um, so I would say, uh, I don't know, I don't know if this is my highest desire for the church, uh, but it's definitely the one that's, that's preoccupied, uh, a lot of my efforts and thoughts, um, towards, towards the church over the, over the past several years, which is, uh, just a a proper understanding of missions. Mm. 
Um, mm. And not just a proper understanding of it, but obedience in the commissioning that Christ mm-hmm. gave his bride, that Christ gave his church. And mm-hmm. so by that, I mean not, you know, most of us kind of have the idea that anything nice that we do for people who are poorer than us or a different ethnicity or a different culture, we we just kind of generally classify that as missions and or a mission trip or whatever the case may be. So, hey, mm-hmm. help support my mission trip. I'm going down to uh, Daytona Beach, and uh, we're going to share the gospel with a bunch of spring breakers. Um, with you know, and it's like so. You know, I'm 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 giving you money to go down on spring break with a bunch of scantily clad, you know, bikini college girls and dudes, and you're going to ha- hand out some gospel tracts, and that's you know, missions. And mm-hmm. while I'm not going to say there's anything inherently wrong with that. Um, I would just call that simple evangelism. And and for whatever reason, maybe you have a heart for college-age people and they're all going to be hanging out at the beach together for spring break. Probably a good guess. Mm-hmm. So, hey, go do that. That's cool. But when Christ said to go to the nations, um, and when Revelations tells us that there will be some from every tribe, tongue, and nation in heaven, um, and that and God tells Abraham, through him all the families of the earth will be blessed, I think the indication there is that God wants the gospel to go out into all of the world, into every tribe, every culture, every ethnicity, every people group. And the American church has such great resources available to it that I, that I feel like if we would turn our focus away from well, what are the easiest places to go where we're seeing a lot of, of fruit, quote-unquote, which a lot of times are other countries who are really already evangelized, mm-hmm. including our own. Instead of instead of going to those, let's go to the hardest, most secluded, toughest places in the world, and then work our way back from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just the just kind of the idea of waking up to that, and then also, uh, you know, incorporating that into our family lives, into our into our short-term mission trips, long-term missionaries that we would support, um, you know, even just even just simply as a family praying for the nations, praying for the unreached, um, you know, things like that. So that that's sort of been that that has been something that uh, my wife and I have had been on working towards going on the mission field, and it's not totally off the table. Although um, there have been multiple, multiple obstacles kind of in our way as mm-hmm. far as the organization that, that we are working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if we don't go long term, we're still um, striving to, to keep that active in our church, um, going back and forth on short term trips, partnering with indigenous people in these various places who also have a heart and see the need for taking the gospel to the other tribes in their own country that don't have Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that's yeah. sort of, that's been the thing that's, uh, that's kind of been the number one on our mind and kind of within our family. And so, and I'd say things yeah. like adoption follow behind that and, um, just God's, God's glory, God's freedom in salvation within the church. And I could go on about other things, but well, yeah, that's, that's part of, um, 
what I'm what I'm saying. Like, uh, let me give you one example of of kind of what I'm talking about when I talk about the church missing the point. Um, is that it, which is very closely tied to what you're saying? Is that we've kind of grown um, traditionally in the last you know hundred so years i don't know when but basically the the we've kind of grown to this point where we we've become very focused and very concerned with the preservation of individual institutions you know aka abc church in this you know as a non-profit entity and this in this building and we got to preserve that and that's the primary you know uh reason for the church you know it's like it becomes a self what's what's the word i'm i'm looking for um you know basically just becomes concerned with preserving itself yeah when in reality god designed the church perpetuating interest or self-preserving right when when instead the, the whole reason god i believe brings the church together and why he designed it the way he did one of the big reasons is because we're on a mission because we couldn't we could accomplish more for the kingdom uh, in making disciples of all nations together than we could um, otherwise. You know, you and I going to um, an unreached people group would be more effective than one of us individually. You and your wife are going to be more effective together and even more effective if there are more people involved. I mean, it's because, like Paul said, it's like, you know, we're designed to play different roles and and God created that, that body with all the different the f- different roles to do something. Yeah, not to just get together and exist, but to do something. It's like we have forgotten. We're like an army that's forgotten it's at war. Hmm. And you know, so it's, and we can probably come back to that later and yeah, talk be a future podcast more, more in depth and everything. That's a great illustration, though. An army's forgotten they're at war. Yeah, yeah, and and I think just by way of clarification, Doug and I both um, frequently attend. A local church we support obviously like i said i'm one of the elders right. uh, we support the local church we believe every believer should be subject to um governing you know to a an elder body in a local church mm-hmm. um so we we wholeheartedly support that but you know there as we all you know as we look throughout church history we we kind of are defined or or we can see a lot of 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 things that were missing or kind of just screwy uh, throughout church history in different times. And, you know, I'm sure a future generation will look back at our time and say, what were they doing? What were they thinking about this? What were they thinking about that? And so, mm. so by no means do we think that we'll be, that, that we have the solutions or that we'll be perfect or that we'll figure it all out. But yeah, these are some desires that we have. Mm. So do you have a last question? Cause I think I started off. Um, yeah. What's a book that changed everything for you? Mm. 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 Well, on a serious note, um, it would actually be a John Piper's book. Uh, let the nations be glad mm. and it's about um, sort of that frontier missions um, unreached people groups type of concept and 
mm-hmm. and what Paul means in Romans 15 when he says that the gospel of the ministry of the gospel of Christ has reached all this area that he's been in and yet the church is really undeveloped in all those areas there's not elders everywhere yet they don't have all the ministries that you would expect to see in a church and simply what he means by it is there are enough believers in all of these areas that a church does exist and so therefore it's time for him to move on to another area uh reading that book by piper really opened my eyes to um just bring real clarity to what is this mission that God has given us and just bring it down to its core. Mm. So there's that. Um, on a less serious note, you know, um, any book that you read that then a movie was based off of, you know, it just changes everything because you realize generally how terrible of an idea it is to to take a good book and try and make it into a movie, except mm. in the case of Lord of the Rings, mm. I think. Uh, I haven't read The Hunger Games, so I'm not sure about that. They, seem, they, they, did, seem a, they did a pretty well. good job. That's yeah, good. Yeah, because I've read them, and it's, it's a pretty good job. Yeah, but it's uh, either, either seeing the movie or reading the book always changes everything mm-hmm. when it comes to those. It's a sad state of affairs, typically. Sure. Peter Jackson did significantly worse on The Hobbit than he did Lord of the Rings. At least mm. the last one was pretty good. Mm. The last one of the trilogy. I still haven't seen it. Okay, the last one of the trilogy, of which was just a book, yeah, turned into a trilogy somehow. But anyway, um, though to be fair, because I thought about this, like everybody complained about The Hobbit being turned into a tr- to a trilogy, just being one book and everything, but. Historically, everyone has always complained about how they cut so much out of books when they turn them into movies because they just run out of time. And then when he decides to do, you know, a movie that is the length of the book, you know, without cutting very much, if anything, out, you know, then everybody says, oh, man, I can't believe he's doing that. (laughs) Well, yeah, but, you you know, and it's fine if you want to do that. That's great. But then... Where did Legolas come from? Yeah, now that's true. And why is there a dwarf falling in love with an elf? Yeah. This is cray-cray. A little weird. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, you know, it'd be cool if you did that and you actually told the book. Mm. But then you have Legolas uh, floating down some beer barrels in the river and somehow, you know, superhumanly uh, floating on some rocks that are falling and all this sort of nonsense. So it's, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, hey, uh, I'm cool with that. But Mm -hmm. then you still didn't even go by the book. You just, (laughs) (laughs) you threw a bunch of random nonsense in there, which looked cool. Uh, Wasn't the story, though. Wasn't part of the story originally, so. Yeah. Um, Well, for me, it'd probably have to be also John Piper, uh, Don't Waste Your Life. Um that book was during a time when God was working on my heart about this stuff anyway, but it was, and continued to for years and years after. But like, like I said, I had grown up in the church and I'd grown up under kind of that American Christian uh, mentality of it just being something you do and a set of things you embrace intellectually and everything. And you try to be a good person and, Mm. you know, I, I, you know, you do love God to, to a degree, but or at least I did and everything, but it's like when I, you know, I remember around that time and, and reading that book and, and going, wow, 
maybe everything in my life really is supposed to be about God. Like, maybe everything, maybe everything is supposed to be geared that way. Maybe it even really drinking is. alcohol, right? I mean, smoking I mean, a pipe, everything. Yeah, it's like, thing. yeah. I mean, it wasn't Air supposed thing, to just be. <laughs> it was like the thing that kind of shattered the wall between it being kind of treated almost like a hobby uh, or a philosophy, and a no, you're you bend your entire life around this. Yeah. And it, it changed, you know, a lot of my mindset about things on that. And Now, does that mean you should pray about what shirt to wear every morning? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll unpack that later, I guess. <laughs> That's a big question because I know I disagree with you, I think, on that. And, and Lewis, one of our uh, other elders at, right. at the church and everything, because I actually, I think it's possible, yes. <laughs> Bob, but, do you? Yeah, well, I, I, I've. Well, <laughs> let's spoil. Yeah, well, that's a tease. We'll do. <laughs> Find out, ladies and gentlemen, at a later episode. Does Doug pray next time on Holy Hand Grenade? <laughs> Every morning before he puts on a shirt. Praying about shirt colors. Praying about shirt colors. <laughs> yeah, well, uh. And I, I should say that that's that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to say a little bit. One of the things I, I, I hope I'm going to enjoy about this podcast is just the unique the the, the unique perspective that we each bring to it. Mm. Um, we go to the same church. We've been brothers, um, discipleship brothers, Christian brothers, and then and just in a real, very real way, you know, brothers for a long time. Yeah, we see things so differently. Um, I would I would identify myself as a as a five point Calvinist, Reformed Calvinist, whatever. Um, Doug, I think, has self declared himself a Calvinian or something of that nature. Um, and um, well, now uh, that'd be worth talking about. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. but it's no, I'm actually more Calvinist probably now than, <laughs> than last most time. people I know who yeah. are Calvinists. I yeah, mean, there yeah. you go. Um, but but regardless, uh, just the the different perspectives that we bring to it and different ways that we've talked about things, um, we don't really always agree, even though maybe we've agreed a lot on here. And so I'm, I look forward to getting into some of those topics that we that we don't necessarily see eye to eye, um, and just you know having a good healthy conversation and disagreement. You know, yeah. heated debate with tons of verbal mockery, and right? Mudslinging, degradation. Hopefully, know. some memes will come out of it. Right, right. You yeah, know, that we can post on the twit. So, just sort of in closing, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition us here. Um, let's let's explain the name for just a brief moment as we as we close out. Doug, where did we get the name? Holy Hand Grenade, or I should say, why did my brain decide on suggesting the name Holy Hand Grenade? Explain. Um, mostly because... And scene. You're wrong. No, I'm just <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, but seriously. No, uh, mostly because I planted it there. Right. Subtly. Inceptionized me. Right. You know, I... I you entered my dreams. Grinceptionized you. Right. <laughs> But actually, you entered you entered not my dreams, not my subconscious, but my conscious consciousity. Right. It's conception. Conception. Yes. 
So holy hand grenade. Um, I'll take a stab at it. All right. Um, originally when I suggested the name, it was it, we had a bunch of we had a bunch of uh, subtitles. It was like holy hand grenade, an explosion of news whatever. and whatever, and sometimes Christian things. And then it was like holy hand grenade. Sometimes deep, sometimes spiritual, sometimes Christian, or sometimes random, sometimes Christian. And then at one point, I think you just said, holy hand grenade, sometimes Christian. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the idea was, hey, let's just, let's do something fun. Obviously, it's a throwback to Monty Python and, and Quest for the Holy Grail. Um, and if you listen to the intro, which is awesome, Doug made that. I think it's great. Uh, you'll you'll hear some of those clips there. But, you know, in the same way that, the, that, that uh, Monty Python and Quest for the Holy Grail really was a bunch of nonsense that was really funny and sometimes actually very insightful in like its own strange kind of way. That's sort of what I view. That, that That's like my, that's really just my hope here mm-hmm. is that, you know, that it will be fun, insightful, helpful on some level. Um, Give you a deeper understanding of how to overcome killer bunnies. Right. How to, <laughs> yes. Because uh, they're out there. I mean, like it or not, folks, the threat is real. And if you're not prepared now... You won't be. I mean, you won't ever be. It's so dangerous because it's a hidden threat. Right. It's not the one you expect. It's not the one you expect. Right. I mean, you're walking through, you know, the shadier parts of town. You're not expecting a killer bunny. You're just focused on, you know, shady characters following you around or getting mugged or things like that. But in reality, there's a hidden danger. Yeah. Or you're just walking through the glades, you know, just just like the evergreens and, and... where it's most dangerous, because <laughs> in of, peaceful forest settings, right? seemingly peaceful. Yeah. Whew. Goodness gracious, man. So yeah, so that you know, holy hand grenade. Uh, it's a fun name, I think. An explosion of of Christian, sometimes Christian, sometimes whatever randomness and news. Um, I'm looking forward to it. maybe even accidentally arming you with. Stuff for spiritual warfare. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah, that's right. As as iron sharpens iron, you know. So the grenade So the grenades grenades. Sharpens the podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sharpens the, the church. High hopes here, people. High hopes here. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, if you have any suggestions or questions for us, you can email us at holyhandgrenadepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you will also be able to follow us on Twitter and Facebook uh, at a future time here, which we'll announce probably the next episode. So uh, thanks for joining us. It's Holy Hand Grenade. Boom.